Good morning. Today is Wednesday, June 10th, 2020. It is wonderful that at Adaf and other shuls, we now have an outdoor minion on weeknights that is done both in accordance with halacha and in accordance with all medical and governmental authorizations. It is my strong feeling at this moment that it's going to be a while until we are inside shul. So that means it's going to be a while that we are still often davening at home. And so, meanwhile, what I'd like to share with you this morning is some personal thoughts that I have during my davening, my prayers at home, specifically on Shabbos. And it's personal. Maybe it will be interesting to you. Maybe even it will be helpful to you. But uh, maybe it will also uh, elicit some of your thoughts. And I would love to hear from you the thoughts that you have about uh, the experience of, of davening at home and perhaps certain thoughts that accompany your prayers. But I'd like to uh, share a few of mine and um, maybe this will be the beginning of a conversation. So uh, the first thing that is quite obvious is that prayer at home is much shorter uh, than prayer at shul. And, and therefore, for me, uh, I find that it is easier uh, to go more slowly and to pray more slowly. And I really hope that this is one of the qualities we bring back to Adath with us. Uh, I've spoken about this before, you know, to think about when the shul does reopen, um, it, it's an opportunity to, to reboot, to re-engineer. And, and certainly um, this opportunity hopefully will allow us to come back with prayers that are more heartfelt and that are more slow, more careful. Now that the weather is nice, I have a certain ambivalence about davening outside. Uh, the primary rule in halacha about where to pray is in which spot, in which location will a person have the most kavana? Will a person be able to concentrate on their prayers and to concentrate on being in the immediate presence of God while they are praying. So uh, if praying outside is distracting, uh, I do not do it. I, I, I daven inside. Um, but uh, sometimes um, I am outside when I feel that it is enhancing my kavana, my consciousness of uh, the experience of prayer. And when I am outside, the part of my prayer, which is the appreciation of the beauty of God's world, is deeply magnificent. Especially l'chadodi, which you remember the Talmud and later rabbis had the practice that uh, they would actually walk outside of their homes, outside of the boundary of the town, to literally greet the Shabbos queen 
as she approaches, and that became a famous practice associated with the Kabbalist of Tzfat, leading to the service that we refer to as Kabbalah Shabbos. But when that is um, conducive uh, outside, I have this feeling of, in a, in a small way, recreating that idea of walking outside to embrace Shabbos. And that is something that can be very, very uh, moving and uh, spiritual for me. I try during my prayers at home to sing as much as I can. I find that it increases my kavana and the meaning of the prayers for me. At the same time, and I've mentioned this before, I try uh, not to be, I try to be very careful um, not to disturb my neighbors and not to disturb my family members if they are sleeping. So I don't think one should be at the expense of the other, but uh, to include uh, singing and joy and exuberance as much as possible. Over the last two weeks, in my private prayers, I have had the following thought come to me. Uh, we say the several paragraphs in Tehillim in Psukit Zimra, in the section at the beginning of Shachris, the beginning of the morning service, we say several paragraphs of Tehillim, and we end with the last paragraph, Kapitol Kufnun, uh, the paragraph 150, the last paragraph of Tehillim, and it starts, Halukel Bekadcho, we praise Hashem in the, His holy places, and the last line of that prayer is, Kal Hanashama Tehalel Ka Hallelujah. Let all who breathe praise Hashem. And we repeat that line. We repeat that line, of course, because it is the uh, summation of all of Tehillim, and it is the last line of all of Tehillim, all of Psalms. Kol Hanashama Tehalel Ka Hallelujah. Let all who breathe praise Hashem. And in the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about George Floyd and others who say, I can't breathe. And I absolutely recognize the amazing job that police do most of the time and the extraordinary difficulty and danger of their jobs. And they deserve our respect, our admiration, and our support most of the time. But when I say these words in Tehillim, and again, I'm just sharing my personal thought, I think about a man who is handcuffed, who is no threat, who is no threat, who can't breathe. And he can't breathe because a man with a gun who we pay and who we authorize to protect us is abusing his power. And so I think about George Floyd and others and their words that they cannot breathe when I say this line of Tehillim. When I say the Shema, I think about what I shared with you earlier because when we pray at home privately, 
we add three words, Kael, Melech, Ne'eman, before starting the Shema. God is merciful and trustworthy. And I think about what I shared with you, that we particularly need that affirmation of our trust in God. When we are prevented, because of the mitzvah of protecting our health and our safety, from davening with a minion, like at other times when Jews were prevented for other reasons, for being able to pray with a minion, and they add these words, Keel Melech Ne'aman, that we affirm and we trust that God is merciful and trustworthy. I think a lot, again, personal feelings, when I say in the Amidah, the paragraph of Ritzei, Ritzei Hashem Elokeinu Ba'amcha Yisrael, Hashem may your people Israel find favor in your eyes. Ubisfilasam, and may our prayers find favor in your eyes. And I think to myself about how we are praying differently now because we are performing this other mitzvah. And I think to myself that God accepts what we are doing now and what we are not doing. What is different in our prayers because of what is happening. Not going to shul, not praying with a minion when it's not safe. And I think to myself that Hashem is accepting what the Jewish people is doing and specifically accepting our prayers in this unusual circumstance as what God wants. And I know that it's the halacha. I know that it's right. And I add my prayer that God accepts it and that it finds favor in his eyes. And then the next line, which means, and we pray to God that God will return our service to him in his holy home. And that refers to the Beis Amigdash and the restoration and the rebuilding of the Beis Amigdash and the return of the service and the rituals in the Beis Amigdash with the coming of the Mashiach. And I know that the classical reform movement in the early 1800s adopted the position not to pray for the restoration of Jerusalem and not to pray for the rebuilding of the Beis Amigdash. And therefore, for that reason, one of the reasons, to call their houses of prayer temple, as if to say, this is equivalent to the original temple, what we refer to as the Beis Amigdash, the holy temple in Yerushalayim, and that we don't need to pray for a restoration of the original one because ours, they say, is equivalent. And we strongly disagree with that position. And we do daven every day, three times a day, and that's what it means, and that's what I intend, and that's my thought. But I also, as I say those words, in my mind, 
unspoken, I have the desire to also mean it to refer to returning to our shul, not the equivalent of the Beis HaMikdash, but in its own way, in a miniature way, is also Dvir Beisecha, the special home of Hashem, not the same as the Beis HaMikdash. But I also add my unspoken prayer that Hashem should allow us to return to our shul, to our version, current version of Hashem's home as soon as possible. When I say the paragraph of Modim, as I've shared with you before, I say it very slowly and I recall all of the gifts and blessings that God is giving me personally. Good health for me and my family and I don't take it for granted no matter what level of precautions that I take. Still, there is risk. Still, it is possible and I may. It certainly could happen that I would get sick. I hope it doesn't, but, and I'm trying, but it could happen to anyone. And that me, my family, thank God, is well. I'm so grateful that I have a job, that I'm busy, that, that I have work that is meaningful, and I certainly do not take that for granted. I'm so grateful to Adath and to this community that I, that I have work that is meaningful. And I think about the fact that, thank God, I have such blessings. I have a home. I have food. I have almost all of my needs met except for a haircut. I get to wear sweatpants to work. And I thank God for all the blessings that I personally have. When we daven in shul on Shabbos morning, we say Yakum Purkan right after the Haftorah before Musaf. And it consists of three paragraphs. The first paragraph is a prayer that we all say to ask God to bless and to protect and to enhance the lives of those Torah leaders and scholars who teach Torah, who lead the Jewish people. And we all should be saying that paragraph, and I say that paragraph with meaning and consciousness and kavana, And then, the next two paragraphs, the instruction in the Siddur is that we omit them when we pray in, in private because those next two paragraphs, the second paragraph, Yukum Purkan, and the third paragraph, which starts with the words Mishabeirach, those are paragraphs where we give a blessing to the congregation in which we find ourselves. But in private, there is no congregation in which we find ourselves, so those two paragraphs are inappropriate. And so the cedar says to skip them, to omit them. So I want to confess to you something that I am doing wrong, and I hope that Hashem will forgive me. But I say the last paragraph, Mishaberach. The paragraph says, Mishaberach, God who blessed Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, who yivarech has kol ha-kahal ha-kadosh hazeh in kol kehilas ha-kodesh, that God should bless this holy congregation, 
together with all the other holy congregations. And I say it knowing that I am not surrounded by a congregation at this moment. But I know that there is a congregation. And that at this moment we are spread out. And I still want God to bless our congregation and all of the holy congregation even though we are not gathered together. And we say the words that God should bless God should give a special blessing to those who establish a place to come together to pray as a community. And I think to myself, but we want to establish that place and we have that place ready. It's just that because of another mitzvah that you Hashem have given us to protect ourselves that we're not able to come. But, they, but we want to be there. And we ask God to pray those who come into the shul to daven. And I, and, I, and I think to myself, but we're not coming into the shul to davening because the shul is locked, but we want to come. And of course, all of those who are involved in leading and assisting the needs of the community with faithfulness and trust. And even though we are dispersed in our homes, but we do have people, both clergy and professionals and staff and lay leaders who do devote themselves even under these circumstances to the needs of their community. Hashem should reward them and take away from them any difficulty and heal them and forgive their sins and send bracha and success to all of the work of their hands. And those words are extremely meaningful to me. And having in mind that I am not surrounded physically by a congregation, I add those words. I always say on Shabbos morning, by myself, the five prayers that we add in shul, the Mishaberach for those who are ill. Of course, these days, Nebuch. There are so many more names to add. I've shared with you before the insight of Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky that I also think about every Shabbos when I say this Mishaberach. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says that when we pray to Hashem to heal those who are sick included a component of that prayer is that Hashem should enable those doctors and researchers to find a treatment, to find a vaccine. And I add in my prayer, Hashem should help and give strength and insight and wisdom to researchers and to technicians and to doctors to be able to heal and treat and find a vaccine for those who are working so hard to do so. I include the prayer for Tzahal, for the IDF, for Medinat Yisrael, the prayer for Canada, asking God to provide wisdom to our leaders. And again, as I've shared before, whether we do agree, whether we do not agree, but we certainly want God to, prevent, to provide wisdom that they should make, and they're making decisions 
life and death decisions and we pray to Hashem that He should protect them and give them wisdom to be able to, to make the right choices and decisions in leading us, all of our leaders. And then lastly, I want to mention to you the prayer for Canadian Armed Forces. This has always meant so much to me. I have a tremendous admiration, respect for those who serve in Canada's armed forces. I have the privilege on a regular basis to be able to express this to them in person and I greatly appreciate those opportunities. But especially now, and especially here in Quebec, soldiers, brave men and women who have come into senior residences, putting themselves at risk, and I'm sure you're following, numbers of them have become sick, putting themselves at risk to care for our elderly. What greater mitzvah, what greater service to society to come into homes with such difficult situations and to serve and to help. And if you saw the article in yesterday's, I think it may have been print, may be printed in today's Gazette, I'm, I'm being confused yesterday and today, about the way that these individuals are serving with such kindness and, and feeling that those who are residents there come to see them as their own grandsons and granddaughters and sons and daughters caring for them with dignity and of course the work that they're doing in every single location is so important and deserves our respect but just to add another level it's not that our community is any more important than any other community what they do in every community is important but just the news that brings it closer to home the announcement yesterday that next week soldiers will be coming to Maimonides. And as you may know, and I'm involved with this on a daily basis, the terrible, terrible conditions, so many people, our parents and our grandparents, people we know, members of Adath, friends of mine and yours, such suffering in Maimonides, such great numbers of people who are sick, God forbid, with COVID, who have passed away, Nebuch. And this is with the outstanding, beyond human efforts of the staff there, but that soldiers are coming next week to help, helping our parents and our grandparents. We owe these soldiers so much. And we pray to God to protect them and to bring them home to their families safely in good health. And I say that prayer with great emotion and great feeling. So those are some of the personal thoughts that I have. And I would love to hear thoughts that you have. Hopefully this experience will allow us to enhance the personal part of what we bring and experience in our prayers and hopefully soon we'll be able to bring this back to a death together. Again, my friends, I want to wish you a great day.
I hope to see you again soon in person.